0: What is very important for Putin is to preserve his image of a strong man, someone who talks only to Obama, someone who is equal to the U.S. president, someone who can ignore uh, and defy international law and uh, uh, move anywhere anywhere he wants.
1: That's world-class chess champion and Russian political dissident, Gary Kasparov. I'm Redyard Griffiths, chair of the Monk Debates, and welcome to the next debate podcast.
0: Debate! debate, debate. debate.
1: The trouble is that most of the debate on these issues...
0: We are debating an obligation we are already committed. It comes after you and it can haunt you. Any issue has caused me greater agony and anger. We are standing at the threshold of a great evolution. Very serious issues.
1: Let's get to the point. From Crimea to eastern Ukraine to Syria, Russian President Vladimir Putin has taken on an outsized role in global events in the last 18 months. For Russian dissident and chess grandmaster Garry Kasparov, Putin's ambition to reassert Russian power on the world stage represents a dangerous and destabilizing force in international relations, one that the West ignores at its peril. The future of Putin's Russia, at home and abroad, with Garry Kasparov, next on the Next Debate Podcast. Garry Kasparov, welcome to the Next Debate. Thanks for inviting me. Let's dive right in here. I, w- I want to get uh, your analysis of, of what's happening in Syria right now. Uh, you know, as a master strategist, what do you see as, as Putin's game plan? And, and do you see a, an end strategy that he has in mind vis-a-vis Syria?
0: I don't think we can talk about Putin's strategy in Syria or elsewhere because he's a tactician. As a dictator, he can't afford luxury of thinking long term because he has to survive. Uh, He's in power already for 15-plus years in Russia. He's planning to stay there forever for the rest of his life, uh, whatever it takes. Um, And uh, um, uh, he understands that uh, um, to justify his eternal reign, he must come up with good arguments. And uh, at a time when economy is in terrible shape and nobody expects it it, it to get better anytime soon, uh, Putin... uh, has been heavily relying on on a propaganda machine, uh, presenting him as the only savior of Russia from uh, uh, multiple threats uh, coming from multiple enemies, and uh, um, uh, his war in Syria, his his direct engagement in in the Syrian civil war, is, is is a result of of his. Uh, 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 you may call it strategy of survival, but again, based on on, uh, short-term tactical uh, calculations. He failed to take over the entire Ukraine, so definitely um, he stopped short of of his expectations of uh, uh, destroying Ukrainian uh, statehood. uh, And he needed another another conflict uh, to... um, Keep up uh, Russian propaganda machine uh, working and uh, and demonstrating his uh, uh, um, status as an indispensable invincible leader and uh, unfortunately, Syria offered uh, many great opportunities uh, for his uh, uh, ruthless uh, actions
1: what do you see the r- the risks for uh, putin's uh Actions in Syria is, is there a potential blowback in Russia? Is this intervention popular at this moment? Do you think on the russian street
0: uh, Putin's propaganda machine is capable of of shifting attention to the Russian public you know, from an, one enemy to another. You know, a few months ago it was Ukraine, so number one enemy existential enemy uh, that had been threatening russia. Uh, of course I should be probably uh, more precise you know. Number one is always the United States. So, is, but Ukraine was the sort of the the main threat uh, coming from the sort of U.S.-led global coalition against Russia. Uh, but uh, in the last uh, 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 few days, now Turkey has replaced Ukraine. Now Turkey is, is, is an enemy, despite the fact that. Uh, uh, two months ago or so, Putin invited uh, Erdogan to Moscow at the opening of the of the, lo- of the biggest uh, mosque in Europe, and uh, he was so complimentary about Erdogan ruling Turkey and Turkey was our main ally, the greatest friend. Suddenly, Turkey is, 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 is now a, a, a new enemy, and the Russian propaganda machine, Russian TV, Russian media, uh, uh, that. I wouldn't say they've forgotten Ukraine, but the 90% of the time now it's about uh, Turkish betrayal of, uh, of uh, Russian friendship. So that's why I wouldn't expect any uh, um, blowback in Russia unless Putin is defeated, and everybody will understand that it, it, it's, it's a major geopolitical defeat. So what is very important for Putin is to... Uh, uh, preserve his image of a strong man, someone who um, uh, talks only to Obama, someone who is equal to the U.S. president, someone who um, who can ignore uh, and defy international law and uh, uh, move anywhere, anywhere he wants. The moment he loses this this image uh, of invincibility, uh, his position in, positions in Russia could be shattered.
1: So, what would your advice be for? Uh, both the United States, but also France and Great Britain as they consider whether or not Putin can be some form of, uh, I don't know, I don't want to use the word ally, but interlocular when it comes to resolving the Syrian crisis.
0: No, the first question now when we're talking about the United States, the United Kingdom, and France, and Canada, and Germany, it's, it, it's, it's about strategy, because the, the difference between dictatorships and democracies is that democracy always relies on lasting institutions, and uh, 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 current government can can work out a strategy that will be, you know, uh, uh, um, even through some modifications, but eventually uh, 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 prolonged by by a new government if if it happens, you know, if the change happens at the elections. Um, uh, right now, what I see is just it's uh, the attempts of the leaders of the free world, if you may call them leaders, uh, to fight a PR war. It's more about, you know, sort of. A virtual reality um, bombing ISIS is not going to solve uh, any problem on the ground, um, and uh, uh, it seems to me that uh, uh, even if these leaders uh, real, uh, realize that uh, bombing is not a strategy, um, they, uh, they 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 prefer. Um, Sound bites to, to a sound strategy, and uh, Hollande's visit to Moscow was a total disaster because it happened uh, just in a couple of days after a Russian plane was shot by uh, by uh, um, uh, Turkish military, uh, and it's happened, it happened. It it has happened after many months of of uh, uh, regular provocations of of um, Russian planes and ships. Um, violating uh, um, airspace and territorial waters of NATO countries, and uh, um, instead of demonstrating solidarity with Turkey, uh, basically uh, Hollande um, has been praising Putin's role in Syria. Well, we have proofs now that coming from the U.S. Uh, uh, Department of Treasury, that uh, uh, Russian banks facilitated uh, the oil trade between Assad regime and ISIS. Putin, Putin's bombs at least 90 percent of them, if not more, uh, were dropped to American and Turkish-backed rebels, not on ISIS. And uh, uh, Putin's uh, strategic interest in Syria is to uh, to keep Assad in power, because it's very important for him to demonstrate that while Obama wanted Assad out, he, Putin, you know, succeeded in, in uh, keeping Assad uh, uh, in power in, in, in Damascus. So the uh, strategy there, you know, must require, you know, a comprehensive measures that will uh, combine a, a, military, a, a military operation on the ground and um, uh, negotiations with, with Sunni tribes. And I'm not even trying to invent a new strategy, because in 2007-2008, uh american administration uh, succeeded in destroying the first version of isis a uh, few people remember it was islamic state was on territory of, of uh, iraq and uh, uh, combining military research with um uh um uh, an alliance uh, with uh, Sunni uh, Arab Sunni tribes in in, in western Iraq, Americans uh, uh, reduce ISIS to sort of insignificant uh, 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 force, less than you know five or uh, seven hundred uh, fighters. Right now, um, we are we are, we are um, at, at a very perilous moment when um, uh, the the policy, current policy of allying or uh, at least uh, Uh, trying to bring um, into the coalition Putin's Russia and uh, Bashar al-Assad and Iranians, uh, this policy can further alienate Sunni tribes. And we're talking not only about uh, Iraq, but also Syria. And in total, it's about 20 million people. Uh, um, And uh, as long as they could see that uh, uh, the coalition includes their uh, existential enemies, the Shia militia and and Bashar uh, al-Assad forces. Uh, they will. They will uh, never cooperate, and uh, it, they will provide the endless uh, uh, recruiting opportunities uh, for for the um, ISIS terrorist machine.
1: Let's uh, tap into one of the major arguments in your book. Uh, uh, Winter is coming, and and that's your belief that uh, you know this, as you just called it, this virtual kind of foreign policy that's being conducted today is is uh dangerous it's uh faulty you, you you think we the the world the west in particular needs to return to a, a moral foreign policy a foreign policy based on first principles un uh, unpack that idea for us
0: yes uh you know it, 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 it's it's very important to recognize that you know we are now it, it's at, at the moment when uh the um enemies of modernity uh, are at open war with with the civilized world. And uh, for Putin, Iranian mullahs, North Korean dictators, uh, Bashar al-Assad's murderous regime, terrorists of all kinds, fighting the civilized world, fighting democracy, fighting uh, liberal values. It's uh, it's absolute must, because they, they, they can't survive in, in this interdependent world where information travels you know, in a split of a second, and even people can travel very fast. Uh, and uh, as long as, as, long as um, the people who live in these countries and territories controlled by anti-democratic totalitarian forces, uh, they, they could um, uh, have... Um, uh, uh, Opening open um, contacts with the rest of the world, uh, they can interact uh, through modern communications with uh, um, uh, people from other countries, they will be questioning uh, this barbaric um, uh, dictatorial rule of, of, of all the groups uh, uh, that I just mentioned. That's why creating conflicts uh, and uh, pushing uh, uh, people from, from the countries and territories they control into the open conflict uh, with the free world, and uh, uh, keeping, you know, this tension uh, at, at the highest level possible, that this is the only p- possible strategy for Putin and and alike to, to survive. And uh, it, while we, we are facing this existential challenge to the values of our civilization, it's natural that we will we, we, we have to uh, look for the foreign policy actually we may call it global policy, based on the, on the very values that are being under, under attack uh, from our enemies. And again, I, uh, while understanding that people are not happy to, to talk about the Cold War because they're afraid of us returning to, to this uh, um, very um, dangerous period in history, we, we may think that we've, we've done with the war. The problem with that war is not done with us. And while these threats do exist, as Europeans discovered uh, lately by being flooded with these waves and waves of refugees, we have to come up with a plan that will help us to stabilize uh, our world and uh, to guarantee that uh, uh, these conflicts, uh, never-ending conflicts, uh, will not uh, threaten the very, very foundation of of, uh, uh, global peace and order.
1: Now, how do you respond to the argument of those who would say that taking the kind of harder line that you'd like to see the West uh, assert vis-a-vis Russia is, in fact, to play into Putin's hands, to play into his paranoia, his propaganda about, you know, a West that stands uh, ready to destroy Russia? What You know, rebut that argument.
0: Putin's propaganda machine has been saying it, you know, despite the fact that uh uh, those who, um, who always employ this argument uh, prevailed in, in, in dictating the terms of, for American and European foreign policy. By 2013, there was no single American tank in Europe. Uh, and it, it, it didn't preclude Putin's propaganda, blaming America for, for anything negative that happened, you know, in, in the former Soviet Union or Eastern Europe. Um, and, uh, uh, you know... Uh, we could look at the at, at the at the latest development and uh, start thinking, you know, what could be the outcome if two years ago uh, instead of trying to uh, uh, find a quote unquote peaceful solution in Syria after Assad uh, used nucle- uh, uh, used chemical weapons against uh, uh, his own people, uh, and uh, that's by the way opened um, Syrian door to Putin's uh, Putin's uh, uh, in, in involvement. Um, America and, and the West, you know, try to be, I mean, try to follow Obama's red line and will um, use their power, maybe even air power will be enough, you know, alongside with arming with uh, moderate rebels and uh, if, giving, you know, sort of uh, uh, encouragement to, to, to Turkey and Saudi Arabia to be more, to be more proactive there. Uh, that could be enough to remove Assad. And today we will not be facing uh, millions of refugees and hundreds of thousands of dead. So um, the argument that it could be worse is not working because the list of the things that Putin will never do unless we provoke him is already too long. And he did it. And nobody can say that, you know, this is the, Putin was provoked to, to annex Crimea because Ukraine tried to have an associative agreement with the European Union. So it's... It's if we are willing to accept Putin's, you know, Putin's right to control the territories of former Soviet Union or any territory we believe, you know, he has a strategic interest to, to, to stay on, then, you know, we, we will be simply, you know, um, uh, of, uh, uh, inciting his appetite. A uh, dictator uh, never stops unless he's, uh, uh, until he's stopped. And uh, Putin proved by, by his latest actions that uh, the only language that he will understand actually not he, not so much he I will understand, but uh, the, those who are following his command in Russia will understand, is a language of strength. It's from history we know that uh, uh, appeasement killed many more people than deterrence.
1: You're listening to The Next Debate. I'm Rudyard Griffiths. My guest is world chess champion and Russian political dissident Garry Kasparov. Coming up, I ask Garry Kasparov to refute Putin's contention that Western-backed regime change in the Middle East has done more harm than good. Debate 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 Debate. Debates. If you're enjoying this podcast, visit us at www.monkdebates.com for outstanding public policy debates on the big issues of the day. Hear Glenn Greenwald take on ex-CIA Chief Michael Hayden on state surveillance. See Tony Blair debate the late and great Christopher Hitchens on whether religion is a force for good in the world. Read Henry Kissinger's debate with Neil Ferguson on whether China will dominate the 21st century. These and other great debates, free for watching, listening, and reading, all at www.munkdebates.com. Final foreign policy question before I want to switch to get to your views uh, as expounded in your book, Winter is Coming, about the domestic scene in Russia. And that's to ask you about what what seems to be... um, a kind of war of words that, that Putin is winning about dictatorships. He's making an argument that it was fundamentally wrong for the West to have removed Saddam Hussein, to have moved removed Muammar Gaddafi because without institutions, without as horrible as those uh, leaders were, there is nothing. There is chaos. Um, and I realize that's very self-serving. It's in effect a, an argument for why he should remain in power in Russia. But it seems to be an argument that's starting to resonate with broad cross-sections of the Western public.
0: Uh, it can resonate with me because I was born and raised in a communist country. Those who were born in, in Canada or the United States or the United Kingdom, I mean, they believe that these rights, you know, they just, they, they receive them, you know, from uh, from their birth. Um, dictators who stay in power for so long, they succeed because uh, they, they, Destroyed uh, the political environment, and there's no more opposition, and uh, they create uh, some kind of political desert. Uh, and longer dictator stays in power, the drier the desert is. And who can survive in the in, in a very dry desert? What kind of creatures? Very rigid creatures, you know, like snakes, uh, scorpions, rats, uh, and uh, uh, expecting that. Uh, um, the, the, the end of dictatorship, the demise of the dictatorship uh, will create democracy next day is very naive, but having said that, I should you know add that uh, removing dictator offers a chance uh, Sometimes, you know, the chance could be used, sometimes it could be blown away, but it, it offers people who have been living there, and for them it's, this, this horrors were real. This is not, you know, uh, a debate, you know, between political pundits somewhere in D.C. or, or, or in Toronto. Uh, for people in Iraq or in Libya, Gaddafi and Saddam were not, you know, uh, uh, of, uh, 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 historical figures from some, you know, textbooks. There were real murderers and butchers who have been terrorizing their own people and killing them in, 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 in huge numbers on a regular basis. So these people received the chance. Naturally, you know, it, it moved into, into, uh, into a chaos. And the, I can argue that the main reason is because there's no leadership, because Americans walked away from everywhere. Uh, America's American retreat. Uh, this is the conscious policy of Barack Obama administration, uh, uh, created a vacuum. And this vacuum has been filled by, the, by all sorts of dictators and flux. Uh, Iraq in 2008 was not sort of um, uh, a great story, but it was quiet. And uh, there, were no, there were no millions of refugees trying to get into Europe. And there were many opportunities to, to actually influence the positive change in the region. There was a Green Revolution in the streets of Tehran uh, um, and other big Iranian cities in 2009. America ignored it. Uh, so, uh, and, and naturally, you know, there was no comprehensive policy helping uh, uh, Libya because, again, everybody thought that, uh, you know, it's after, you know, Arab, Arab Spring and the removal of dictators, you know, things somehow would, you know, would, uh, uh, get fixed on their own.
1: Great. Well, let's jump into uh, your kind of domestic analysis of Russia as you've um, written about with great kind of passion and intensity in your new book, Winter is Coming. And uh, what do you give just a, a quick feeling to our listeners and, and readers about w- what you see as the hallmarks of Putin's regime? What has he created that is truly unique and, in your view, terrifying?
0: Look, it's, uh, uh, today's Putin's uh, regime is the full-blown one-man dictatorship. And this is the most dangerous and unstable form of governance because it's much worse than uh, an ideological dictatorship uh, as in the Soviet Union uh, 30 years ago or in today's China because um, ideological dictatorship is based on a very powerful party bureaucracy uh, which, you know, and, and, uh, uh, and having bureaucracy, like and and its its uh, entities like Politburo, the Central Committee of the Communist Party, uh, making all the decisions, implies that there's some kind of negotiations between different factions and, 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 and lobbying groups. Um, One-man dictatorship uh, um, uh, doesn't have any any. Uh, checks and balances, and it all depends on an image of of a leader who is willing to sacrifice the interest of of his country uh, for his survival. Um, So for Putin today, Russia is, you know, it's it's just him, uh, as it was uh, Soviet Union for Stalin or Germany for Hitler so this is the most dangerous moment when the uh when the dictator in 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 country as big as russia uh believes that the the whole country should serve his uh his own interest uh and of course russia is 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 corrupt uh, you know beyond imagination uh, under yeltsin corruption was a problem under putin corruption is a system um, just you know a few hours ago i read a new uh, a new investigation led by Alexei Navalny and his people about uh, a charter general of Russia and his family and about the criminal activities where, while they collected, you know, businesses for hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars. And uh, while, you know... Uh, while the father, you know, uh, is still is still uh, um, technically, you know, sort of the uh, the key man in, in protecting law and order in Russia, and it's 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 all it's all part of part of this very sad reality. You look at the fourth list, and you you find out all the names of people who twenty years ago were nowhere, nobody ever heard of them, and uh, the only the only um, uh, quality. Um, Factor in their life was the close relations with somebody named Vladimir Putin. Today, these guys are billionaires, and uh, in Russia, we are now facing another crisis of the drivers of the long tra- uh, long haul tracks. They are trying to uh, fight for uh, their survival uh, against a new tax imposed by the government. While all the money uh, levies from from, from this uh, um, uh, um, uh, new uh, new tax will be collected. By the company ruled by one of the Putin's closest friends, um, and uh, while living standards uh, have been steadily deteriorating, uh, p- propaganda machine becomes more and more aggressive, and uh, we are now dealing with a country that uh, lives under this uh, spell, zombie spell. It's very difficult, um, even for normal people, to to fight this propaganda, to to reject it. I. I talk to my mother regularly and uh, she she lives still in Moscow and uh, she's 78 and she was born under Stalin and she just saw uh everything you know from Soviet propaganda and uh, she thinks that it's it's even worse than in the Soviet days because at least in the Soviet time propaganda machine tried to uh give an illusion about bright future there were some promises that if we sacrifice today tomorrow will We'll, we'll have a happy time. Putin's propaganda machine offers no vision of the future. It's all about, you know, cult of death. It's about war. It's about conflict. It's about uh, sacrificing for Putin staying in power. It's, it's, it's very destructive. And uh, um, going back to the question that you asked a few minutes ago, longer Putin stays in power, lesser chances of my country to survive the transition and to become a normally functioning state in the 21st century
1: fascinating Gary and w- w- what's your sense about where this goes from here I mean you, you've mentioned there's a deep economic malaise in Russia now um, there are, could be in it and if it were another society a, a sense that uh, you know maybe a popular uprising could be in the future do you, do you see that or, or do you think the propaganda network is so efficient so effective
0: no, it's, it's, it's a combination it's a combination of several factors one is a propaganda machine yeah, and it's very effective. And uh, and Putin keeps spending money on propaganda, on security apparatus, on, on and on military. Those are the three items that that are safe from any cuts, even despite the fact that Russian treasury has been experiencing uh, serious cash problems. Um, but also you know, in countries, you should remember, in countries countries like Russia, anything that happens outside of Moscow or most immediate Moscow countryside. Political is quite irrelevant because the regime can easily you know uh, ignore it uh, as long as, as long as uh, Moscow and the, the capital of the super centralized uh, corrupt dictatorship remains under control and uh, um, Putin still has resources you know just to uh, um, uh, protect the Moscow middle class from so dr- dramatic uh, 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 drop of their living status, though, with this latest sanction against Turkey, for instance, I think it's, it, 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 it will be more and more difficult. Um, but um, also, um, the crisis um, may affect Putin only if it's um, combined with um, uh, lo- lowering uh, expectations. Because right now, people still believe that Putin, who was so lucky and so successful in the past... Uh, while facing, you know, opposition from the rest of the world, he will outplay foreign uh, leaders again. And uh, Putin knows that this is a very important element of his survival uh, uh, mode. And uh, Russian Russian propaganda always demonstrates him as the um, as the man who, who who is who is in charge and calling the shots. So, for instance, his latest meeting with Obama in Paris was a big victory uh, for propaganda in Russia because it demonstrated that despite the fact that it was a conflict between Russia and Turkey, Putin ignored Erdogan but spoke to Obama, to to Erdogan's boss, as Russian television uh, presents, and Putin is not, you know, he's not going to talk to America's subordinates. So that's another demonstration that Putin is so powerful, and it's very difficult even for rational people in the... In, 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 in the industry, so there's some oligarchs, you know, ruling elite or the generals in the army to challenge Putin, who seems uh, virtually invincible by m- walking from one virtual geopolitical victory to another.
1: You're listening to The Next Debate. I'm Rudyard Griffiths. My guest is world chess champion and Russian political dissident, Gary Kasparov. Coming up, I ask Gary Kasparov to share his thoughts on how and when the Putin era in Russian politics could and should come to an end debate debate
0: debate debate debate
1: if you're enjoying this podcast check out my exclusive interview with gary kasparov in canada's national newspaper the globe and mail log on to www.globeandmail.com for thoughtful commentary and analysis of the issues and debates driving public conversation again that website www.globeandmail.com canada's national newspaper Gary, just uh, two final questions. Um, you know, some listeners probably are saying to themselves, you know, Russia really doesn't have a history uh, of, of kind of individual liberty, uh, uh, democratic flourishing like many states in the West. To, to what degree should you or anyone be helpful that that kind of momentous transition could come to a country that just doesn't have a historical experience of democratic self-government?
0: Look, you have to start somewhere. I mean, I'm not going to to challenge the uh, the conventional wisdom in history, and uh, naturally, Russian history offers very um, little comfort for those who believe that uh, historical experience is is is, is paramount. For building new democracy, so we can look at at Korean Peninsula and in the north, you know, people still live, you know, in uh, in a big gulag, a concentration camp, you know, ruled by the a dynasty that imposed terror on on on, on um, uh, people in North Korea. While in the south, uh, we could see flourishing economy, uh, stable democracy, and we're talking about the same people with the same history that was separated. Uh, uh, less than 70 years ago, and uh, uh, now they, they 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 look so different. We can also talk about two Germany's and uh, about Taiwan and China. Again, same people, but uh, Taiwan today is a democracy um, and uh, and um, thriving market economy. Um, having said that, I'm not telling you that you know Russia will will have its own potential to move into. A, a democratic phase, you know, when Putin regime collapses. And mo- most likely, it will be a very violent transition period, which may even end uh, the history of Russia as the uh, as, as as the one state. Because we have a lot of problems in the Far East with the Chinese uh, um, uh, crawling invasion and millions and millions of Chinese gradually moving into Russia and sort of creating potential sort of uh, outposts for for. Uh, uh, China to c- claim these territories. We have uh, growing problems in the South with the radical Islam, also gaining ground, uh, but whatever the challenges are, we just have to move forward, because every day Putin stays in power. It, we, we'll create more problems, and we'll, we'll uh, destroy even, even the little hope we have today to see Russia returning to the family of civilized nations.
1: Final question, Gary. Um, will you go back to Russia anytime soon?
0: No, as long as Putin stays in power, for me, trip to Russia will be a one-way ticket. Um, and uh, and uh, after my uh, dear friend and, 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 and uh, colleague Boris Nemtsov was gunned down last February, I think it's very clear what happens in Putin's Russia with people who have their opinions, strong opinions about the regime, and are not shy to express them publicly
1: well gary kasparov always provocative always insightful always courageous thank you for coming on the next debate today thank you gary kasparov was my guest today on the next debate be sure to search out his latest book winter is coming why vladimir putin and the enemies of the free world must be stopped Visit the Next Debate webpage on www.monkdebates.com for the full transcript of this episode and my interview with Gary Kasparov in Canada's national newspaper, The Globe and Mail. Thanks for listening to the Next Debate podcast. I'm Roger Griffiths, chair of the Monk Debates.